which is playing the game of life. We're always playing it, right? You do know that. We are always playing it. In good times and bad, when things are going our way, seem to be going our way, or when, when things don't, regardless of thinking how easy or how difficult life is, we are always playing the game of life. You know, <laughs> even when we say to ourselves, whoa, 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 this is serious stuff now. I'm not playing games here. We're still playing it. We are still playing the game of life. We are always, since we were born, we are playing this game. We'll play it until we pass from this existence and go on to something else. We are always and forever playing at this thing called life, at this game of life. And, uh, you know, and I think the biggest challenge is a lot of us don't know we're playing it. A lot of us just don't know we're playing it. And, we, and, you know, we might know we're playing it. Maybe some of us know we're playing it, but we don't know what the rules are. And, and then even if we, are, we know we're playing and we also have like a superficial grasp of the rules, we still don't know how to win or even when we win or what we win. So... We're going to talk about the game today. We're going to talk about the rules and we're going to talk about the outcomes because we are all here. We have all been born, which means you're automatically enrolled in the game of life. You are here. You're playing it, right? And there are certain rules to the game of life. Now, we, we may call them laws, spiritual laws, physical laws, and they are in place when we're born. They're already in place here. And we can either align with them to our advantage, or we can oppose them, fight against them, and make things difficult for ourselves. Now, that choosing we call free will. Uh, Ernest Holmes wrote in Affirmative Thought Patterns, he said this, we are free individuals. We do have choice and if we didn't have it, we would be automatons. We would not be people at all. And so we would not only have the right, we not only have the right, but it is imposed upon us that we suffer the consequences of our thinking. And if our thought patterns are not deliberately changed, they will endlessly repeat themselves. What he says here is that, right, if we don't change our thinking, we will continue to outpicture the same stuff with monotonous regularity. That's the way Ernest Holmes used to phrase it, right? With monotonous regularity. We are free to align with these laws that have always been in place, these physical laws, these spiritual laws. We are free to align with them, to understand them, to comply with them, or to try to fight against them. Take, for example, the law of gravity. Now, I can say I don't believe in it. I do not believe in the law of gravity. I'm just not going to play along. I'm just not going to do it. Now, just because I say I don't believe in it doesn't make that true, right? Just because I say I don't believe it doesn't make it true. And it does not exempt me from the consequences of my thought. It doesn't exempt me from the consequences of my decision when I step off a roof. The law of gravity will still operate 
perfectly. Now, is that physical law exacting revenge on that poor human who steps off the roof? No, no. Is it punishing him or her for violating that law? No. The physical law is simply that. It is just being what it is. And the person choosing not to align with the law of gravity by trying to oppose it must, by virtue of the law, experience the consequences. Now, I didn't say suffer the consequences, right? I said experience the consequences. Suffering is optional. <laughs> you know, that's just us whining about our situation. So we have to experience the consequences. There are consequences for our actions. There are consequences for our thoughts. There are physical consequences. There are spiritual consequences. There are legal consequences. Those are man-made and, and they change, right? But the physical laws and the spiritual laws are here forever. They are eternal laws. And, and there you have one of the most important rules in the game of life, right? There it is. The law of cause and effect excuses no one and everyone is the cause of their own effects. Let me say that again. Everyone is the cause of their own effects. Ernest Holmes, in the complete intro to Science of Mind, said this. He said, every act is tied inseparably to its own consequences. And a human can no more get away from the consequences of his thoughts than he can get away from his own shadow just the way it is, the law of cause and effect, right? That brings me back to what happened, you know, the week ago, the desecration at the Capitol, right? There were people there who caught up in the moment, in the protest, in the, in the action, were happily, gleefully, gladly invading the Capitol, trespassing, breaking windows, breaking down doors, beating policemen, killed one with a fire extinguisher, right? Other beating cops with American flags, which there's a picture right there, right? Plundering, carrying away pictures, lecterns, whatever. All of it out of some loyalty, some sense of loyalty to a cause. Now, Ernest Holmes said this in Spiritual Principle. He said, the, there is more to patriotism than just waving a flag, though many people don't know it. There is no way we can camouflage the issue. A man who aggressively sets about to destroy will someday aggressively be destroyed. There you have it. Now, Many of these same folks are now pleading ignorance of the law, wanting pardons, claiming they were only doing it, you know, what their leader wanted, that they were, they were not wanting to experience the consequences of their actions. They were able enough to take action, and the law of cause and effect will do the rest. That's it. That's all there is to it.
You know, Ernest Holmes was talking to Bill Hornaday one day, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not even sure I know what the conversation was about, but it was about some challenge that Bill was having, and he was going on and on about what a challenge it was and how bad it was and how it wasn't going to work out. And, and, and Ernest Holmes turned to him and he said, can you afford the consequences of the way you're thinking? What an interesting question, isn't it? We have to stop and we have to address that. We have to stop and we have to ask ourselves that very same question before we do anything, before we even think our thoughts or speak the words out of our mouths. Can I afford the consequences of the way I'm thinking? Now, that is a question designed to get you to stop in your tracks. Thank you, Dr. Ernest Holmes. That's an amazing question. Can I afford the consequences of the way I am thinking? Right? I'm sure many of those people that went to Washington, D.C. and got caught up in that whole violent escapade, I'm sure many of them never thought through to the outcomes. Right? They never thought through to the outcomes of, the, of, of uh, their actions. But they were the causes of their own effects. You know, the... All of the protesting now in front of judges is so much howling in the wind. It wasn't me. I wasn't there. I didn't mean it. Whatever, whatever, whatever. There are consequences to our actions, period. That's it. The law of cause and effect is not punishing. It is simply doing what it does. The law of cause and effect excuses no one. And everyone is the cause of their own effects. Now, when we remember we're playing the game, that's the first rule of the game, karma. The law of cause and effect. We can be more careful, more conscious of our thoughts and our actions, right, that are the results of our thoughts. We can do this. And Ernest Holmes said, said this in The Wisdom of Jesus. He wrote, if sin, which is the mistake, and punishment, which is the consequence, are representative of the rim of an experience built upon a concept of disunion with good, then salvation, which he describes as knowing the truth and complying with it, must automatically produce reward, right? The fruit of right action. Since we are individuals, that we are permitted to pluck the fruit of experience of the tree of life, but must suffer the consequences, the fruits of our action, which is karmic law or the law of cause and effect. When we choose wrongly, when we choose disruption, when we choose violence, when we choose mayhem, when we must then experience the consequences of our actions. It is, it is rebalancing the scale, do you say that, right? Now, again, is the law of cause and effect punishing us? No. Is it being vengeful? Is it taking it out on us? No. The law is just being what the law is. It is imperfect. It is imperfect. It is perfect, it is impersonal and infallible. It is impersonal and infallible, which means it treats everyone alike. It treats everyone alike, and it does the same thing all the time. 
And if we come away from this life knowing, knowing nothing else, we want to know that. We must learn that what we sow, we wind up reaping, right? What we sow, we must reap. Or like they say in New York, you know, where I come from, you know, what goes around comes around. You know what I'm saying here, huh? You know, forget about it. Anyway, Ernest Holmes said this in, uh, in his book, Questions and Answers. He said, People who wish to do wrong, knowing they are setting themselves up in opposition to natural law of their peace, will of course expect consequences that present themselves. It is necessary for them to suffer through gratifying wrong desires in order to disillusion themselves. It is an indication that their judgment is faulty, and that they are in the maelstrom of mental recklessness. I love that, mental recklessness. Deliberately doing wrong is flouting the law of harmony. So the natural thing to expect in this case is inharmony of some kind. Expressing any of the wrongdoing is but the beginning of more trouble and it heals nothing. What a wonderful, wonderful talk he must have. I'd love to hear the rest of that one. The law of harmony. This is what we're talking about. And last week, remember, I talked about getting back into balance. Well, the law of harmony is the result of that, isn't it? When we get back into balance, we do experience this harmony. And here's, here's the, the definition, if there's any question about the law of harmony. What is, the, what it, what is it? Here's uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer said it this way. He said, keep your thoughts and feelings in harmony with your actions. The surest way to realize your purpose is to eliminate conflict that exists between what you're thinking, feeling, and how you're living. So if there are, is conflict between your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions, you're out of harmony. When all of those are in alignment, you are in harmony. Being in harmony, when your feet and your heart and your head are all facing in the same direction and all going into the same place, you are in harmony. That means we can't do the wrong thing, right? Even for the right reason. We can't do the right things for the wrong reasons. We must be in harmony. Second, second rule in this game of life. We must stay in harmony with the nature of spirit. The universal law of harmony requires we create equilibrium. And we must do it by, by accommodating like these two really very seemingly opposite intentions which is we must take responsibility for ourselves and we must let things go. And it seems like a, a conflict, doesn't it? It seems like those two things can't coexist, but they do. It means we must be present in, in the moment. We must be fully present in the here and now and be responsible for our own thoughts and actions and allow things to flow into being. So we can, we can choose peace, we can trust, and we can value instead of conflict and fear and judgment. 
regardless of what's going on around us. We must choose the qualities of God, regardless of what's going on around us. We must choose to have faith and to trust our choice. We must choose love. We must choose joy. We must choose unity. We must always choose those qualities of God. Right? And then we know our choices are always life-affirming. We will not be punished for choosing the qualities of God. We will not punish ourselves. What is it? Ernest Holmes said, we're not punished you know, for our sins, but we're punished by them. Because the choices we make result in consequences, always. There is no way to get away right, from, from the consequences of your actions. You get to choose your actions, absolutely. But you don't get to choose the consequences. They are a result of the, of the choices that we make. And, and when we don't accept others exactly as they are, right, exactly as they are, we are literally handing our power over to them because there's something about them that makes us afraid or makes us angry. So we're, we're literally giving our power away if we refuse to accept the flow of life exactly the way it is. Our willingness to accept others just as it is, our willingness to, to absolutely allow things to unfold just as they are is an indication of our commitment to working together, to working together in the universal law of harmony. Getting back to that, right? Now, this idea of these two things coexisting, our, our responsibility for our choice and allowing things to unfold in front of us, although they may seem different, people might even view them as a weakness, but they are not. This is true spiritual strength. The ability to be responsible and to let things be simultaneously. Sort of like unity, unity is really what we're talking about here, within the tension of apparent duality. How can these two things coexist? Well, they do. They do. You know, to know that God is in charge and all is well and see that things are unfolding, maybe not the way we want them to, but to still be responsible for our own choice in the game of life, in what we're being presented. So, the other big law or rule that we have to activate in this game of life, or we have to align with, or we have to, we, you know, follow, is the law of attraction, clearly. That's a big one. You've heard lots and lots and lots about it. You know what that one is. But we must align with the law of cause and effect. We must be conscious of the law of harmony. We must activate the law of attraction to fully immerse ourselves in this game of life. Because here's the deal. The universe doesn't care. Well, it cares. Maybe that's not the right word. The universe doesn't judge. There we go. The universe doesn't judge. The universe is love. That's it. Unconditional love. So I suppose it really cares very much. <laughs> but, it, but it is unconditional love. It is not attached to your decision. It is your choice. Like Terry McBride said, you remember when Terry McBride was a guest speaker here and he always used to say, the universe tells us you pick the game and I'll play with you there. That's, that's another part. That's another rule, you know, of, in this game of life. 
is that we are free to pick what game within the game we're playing. And the voice of the universe says, I'll play with you there. It doesn't judge us. It doesn't condemn us. It doesn't tell us, oh, no, no, don't do that. Don't, you know, do this instead. It simply shows up and it plays with us. It plays the game of our choice, right? Want to be lonely? Sure, the universe says, go ahead. All the loneliness you want. We'll prove. We'll prove. The universe will prove to you that you're lonely, of course, because it absolutely supports your decision to play that game. Want to declare you're broke? Absolutely, the universe says, okay, here, here have some more unexpected bills, right? So, so we can just prove you are so broke. The universe will play with you whatever game you decide. Want to be angry? You got it. Here's some more effects that will absolutely drive you over the edge. You can just get as angry as you want. And here's some more folks that'll really tweak you. <laughs> the universe will support whatever game you're playing. Ernest Holmes said this in Give and Take. He said, we have to learn to change all of those sad and morose images in our thought. Life will bring us back what we send out. There is nothing that can change that. But we can change is our, most, our innermost being. And it isn't as difficult as it sounds. It takes persistence. It takes a realization that this is true. It takes the will to do it, the faith to believe it, the hope to expect it, and the enthusiasm to enjoy it. And then we make a game of it, and we let it be a play of what we want our life to be. And if we do this just as certain as we do it, good things happen. So, it's not about this effect or that. It's not about a particular job or a certain person or a city you just have to be in. It's about you. It's about you. It is about you loving yourself and accepting your wholeness. When we love ourselves, we don't need acceptance from others. We don't need approval of others. We don't even need love of others. Self-love is absolutely fulfilling in and of itself. We are free. We are free from others' judgment. We are free from the desire to please others. We are free from our own insecurities. When we come to know ourselves as that divine emanation of spirit, when we completely and unconditionally love ourselves, we're winning. We're winning the game right there, right? Mm, we've already won the game of life. If we are picking and choosing among the qualities of God to express, when we are in alignment rather than opposition, we've already won. Ernest Holmes said this, for life to be filled with happiness, health, harmony, love, and friendship, we need to believe that the kingdom of God is really at hand. 
that this kingdom contains everything necessary for our well-being and is now our experience in the game of life. As we accept it as being ours. We've already won this thing, this game of life. When we live in alignment with the principles, when we understand and know we are the power and presence flowing through us, that spirit is around us, in us, as us, through us, living our lives as us when we understand that there is only the qualities of God and we pick and choose from among them to live our highest and best good, we've already won the game of life. And we allow it to flow through us. We allow it to flow as us. <sighs> Breathe that in. Give it a try. Play by the rules. And allow your life to unfold in magical, magnificent ways. Thank you.